Welcome back to part two of our conversation with designated drinker Fenton Bailey, the co-founder of World of Wonder. Now, if you've missed part one, you want to go ahead and sashay back up to that bar uh, and give it a listen um, because Fenton talks about the early stages of how he uh, created uh, World of Wonder, how he made it across the pond, and some uh, we had some really wonderful conversations that you don't want to miss out on. So go back to that and we'll save your seat right here. So, Vinton, like I said, you shared the backstory behind uh, World of Wonder and uh, touched on uh, RuPaul just a little bit. And, yeah, the, that started that journey. So um, let's dive right in. I mean, from what you told me, it took 10 years. 10 years for RuPaul to, to make it to TV. Is that correct? Well, you know, Ru was on TV. Ru's been on TV for a long time. Um, he actually got his start on TV on a, a public access show out of Atlanta called The American Music Show. But um, when we started working with Ru, yes, uh, we had the idea quite early on, quite soon after he released Supermodel. Um, we were managing him. And so Supermodel was a big hit, his first single. And that's when the idea of Drag Race really sort of began to germinate. And it was kind of, it was, uh, it was like kind of actually more than 10 years. It was like almost 20 years from that point wow. until Drag Race began in 2009. So wow. we knew early on that it was going to be a long time before executives at channels would think that drag belonged on TV. I mean, even though really drag and TV are like peanut butter and jelly, you know, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the TV always talks about the small screen and making a big impact and wanting characters that leap off the screen. And that's what drag queens do. And exactly. Uh, so to us, it was always a no brainer, but we had to convince people. And funny enough, it wasn't so much convincing executives as the show became more popular and as we started to launch internationally, I, I was trying to get the show launched in the UK for a number of years. And it wasn't until one executive was like, oh, my kids love that show. So it took them, you know, they had to have kids and the kids had to grow up to turn their parents on to the fact that this would be a good show to do in the UK. So, yeah, it takes time. It takes a while. That's the true brand experience. You go for them young. You hook them young. Uh, Yep. That's amazing. I, I guess, and, and you're right, I meant to say how long it took you to get Drag Race going. Because so, from what I understand, a little bird told me um, that I'm supposed to ask you about um, how the hell did you end up with Elton John so early on in the game? How did you get RuPaul a part of that? Did Elton John just call you on a whim one day? Oh, you know, um, Elton, <laughs> the thing about Elton is that he's actually, you know, what you would call an early adopter. He's always got his eyes out for new talent and new things. And he's always been, in his career, incredibly generous in terms of sharing the spotlight. He does duets and records with all sorts of people. And that kind of sense of curiosity, I mean, it's really an, an unsung part of him. And yeah, so he reached out in really? early on, in like 90, 93 or 94, and said he wanted Ruda to cover um, Don't Go Breaking My Heart, his big duet with Kiki yeah. D from the 70s. And so they did. And it was great. So when Elton John called you, did you like almost fall over? I mean, like if Elton John called me, I think I'd just like pass out on the floor. Oh, you know, <laughs> Elton's just no, you know, people are all the same ultimately. So 
No, not really. I mean, I'm a huge <laughs> fan, of course, but um, I think I was more intimidated meeting Monica for the first time, actually. Oh, yeah. interesting. Huh. I could... Nope, I can't see that. I'd be more intimidated meeting Elton John. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I love everything about you. I need a drink, Benton. I mean, I don't know. Do we have a drink? Let's and do then it. And we talk and chat. Yes, Great. let's drink and chat. Good thing we have a drinking podcast because no. like, it like really hides the fact that we might need a cocktail or not. All right, so, and then we'll get into Benton's. We're going to talk yeah. about RuPaul. Yeah. All right. More. So this is like a really fun and easy cocktail. Um, I really like this love in the summertime. Um, it, it's you know, rooted in a margarita, except it houses a little bit of champagne. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna take um, two ounces of your favorite tequila, and here I'm using the, um, I'm actually gonna use a mezcal, I'm using the Illegal Hoven, uh, one ounce of Cointreau. Please don't skim, get the Cointreau. It's delicious. If you need to use a different kind of orange liqueur, just make it something that has cognac base because it does make a difference. You're gonna use one ounce of lime juice, and then we're gonna take the juice, the strawberries that we just showed you, um, two, uh, two whole strawberries, which is roughly about an ounce of strawberry juice. And we're gonna pour it all into our shaker tin, fill it three quarters of the fill with ice. Don't worry, if you miss anything, you can go to designateddrinker.show and you'll get your tips, tricks, and how-tos. Look at so you. So I'm gonna shake it up now. Such a beautiful sound. Gotta love it. So the one thing you're going to do with this cocktail, which is a little bit different, is you're going to get yourself a fine mesh strainer. And don't worry if you don't know what that is. You can go to our Instagram and you'll be able to see it. So you're going to get a fine mesh strainer. You're going to pour it in there because you do have strawberry seeds. And this cocktail is quite lovely and beautiful. And the color is what my favorite thing about warmer weather is. You know, it's just the beauty and spoils of nature. Um, so we're going to fill this about three quarters of the way. And you're in a highball glass or a Collins glass, wherever you are, and you're gonna to top it off with just a bit of champagne. Look how if pretty. If you like it a little bit sweeter, Prosecco is quite as lovely. And yes, we're pouring it over ice because it is a long, dry drink. So, cheers, Benton. Cheers. I'm gonna give this to Louise. She's my official taste tester. Cheers. Benton, I never know how the drinks are. They could be shit, and I would never know. <laughs> I never touch the stuff, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> It looks delicious. All That's right, I want to know good. what is happening really in your liquid world. Go. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, Drag Race has been on the air for 13 years, and uh, we thought we would celebrate um, our 24 Emmys and what have you. Wow. By launching a line, by launching a line of pre-mix cocktails, which is very, um, certainly takes the strain out of all that shaking you just did, because um, yeah. all you got to do is pop a can. Um, it's called House of Love. And there's, I think there's like, it's cocktails and mocktails, um, different strengths. There's like a, a tangerine margarita, which is like, oh, it's like 12%. Ooh. That packs a kick. It really does. Um, there's a watermelon vodka, um, a strawberry daiquiri. And if I do say so myself, they're absolutely delicious. And you can order them online. You just go to houseoflovecocktails.com. And you can order variety packs and party packs. Um, and if I do say so myself, they're really good. So it's a direct ship to consumer. Dire yes, DTC, I think is what they say in the business. DTC. 
Yeah. I mean, in, in the bed. <laughs> so, I, I do have a complaint because Fenton didn't send them. I know. I thought we were friends, Fenton. I know. Well, you know, we with the, actually, um, well, there's a little bit of love in, in every can. And we just Aww. actually had, um, we were just at DragCon recently and we had a booth and Oh my gosh, we sold so many cans. Like, because yes, so they were well work. received. Mm-hmm. Very, very yeah. well received. Yes. And of course, there's mocktails Great. too. There's a sort of a, a lovely yeah. pina colada mocktail, and there's also a, a ginger mule mocktail. Um, nice. Someone was, was drinking it and they said, God, this is strong. And I was like, well, actually, that's just a mocktail. <laughs> so, so I guess there's like a. You should just. <laughs> Let him go because it's all. Some of that's mind over matter. Right. You're like, ooh, that's a lot. Right, exactly. <laughs> I guess they were like feeling the love, you know. Um, there you and go. And then, of course, the other great thing about the mocktails, you can always add a dash of something. You know, you don't have to yep. go all the way mocktail. You can turn it into a cocktail. Actually, we've done that quite a few times on this yeah. show. We've had a, a few uh, makers and producers of mocktails, and the first thing we do is we throw some some spirit in them. <laughs> yeah. But we do we do promote that you should you should drink responsibly. Drink always, responsibly, Hanny, as we say, drink responsibly. Honey. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Especially when you're wearing, um, you know, nine inch stilettos, mm-hmm. you need yes. to be careful. That's like, so dangerous you don't break your work. ankle. Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely will look out for those, and especially ready-made mixes are great for the warmer weather. You know, yeah. if you're entertaining. I mean, that sounds like fun. Yeah. I think you do that with I, – I think there might be a requirement that you drink with Pinky Up, though. Uh, I'm just something, saying. Something. Something fabulous. A fabulous. Oh. <laughs> the other thing I'll say about these cocktails is we also have merch, and that the branding is so delicious that it's like the can is like these stripes, lovely colored stripes in a heart shape. And so you can also buy, if you don't want the, the drink, you can buy the underwear, uh, House of Love underwear, which is in the same pattern. And I, oh, yeah. it's almost as good as the, uh, as the cocktail, I guess. So and if you have enough cocktails, you, will, you might be showing you those House of Love pa- uh, underpants. You'll just be stripping <laughs> down to your pride undies and going in a parade. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it could all be in all by yourself. <laughs> a, par- a parade of one, but that's it'll do it with, right. pride. Do it with pride. If you have enough of them, you'll be like out in the street and be like, it's fine. Yeah. Yep. It's like, I was like, Fenton said so. Yeah, Fenton said yeah. so. Um, <laughs> you might have wanted to hit the gym before you did that, Gina. No, no, no. We're all into it. Big love right here. I'm into that. I also love that you're in that space. That's a fun space to be in. Uh, especially the, with the pre-made, such a big category growing in the U.S. Mm. So do you think that, um, so so now that you're in that space, are you going to have like some of your drag, I'm, I'm sure some of your contestants on um, on uh, on RuPaul's has definitely been bartenders. Are you going to have them on the show to make their cocktails? Yes, absolutely. Or they can win, the, the, or they can win a space to, in there, so I can cocktail? Absolutely. The You know, the pit crew are always out and about in the House of Love undies serving cocktails. Um, Rue, you know, there's a picture of Rue on every can, so Rue is our partner in this. And, yes, there's uh, just goes the Instagram House of Love cocktails, and you can see all the queens enjoying enjoying them that's awesome and again if our listeners didn't get that it'll be on designated drinker dot show um and also be in our episode notes so as you're listening just scroll down or scroll up whichever phone you have and we'll make sure that the, all those links are there so that you can easily get to this because i mean how much fun would that be yeah i mean that's I mean, it's good times. i think i'm going to do this just because i now need them 
And then I'm going to Instagram you, Fenton. Please do. Like, so I here's all my drinks. Yes, please. <laughs> it's my underpants. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll hook up Food Network and Fenton, and we'll be like, this is what we're doing now. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so, um, Fenton, tell us about the convention, the, the con. You kind of glazed over. How many? Tell us how many people were there. We just had uh, drag con, you know, with the pandemic, we haven't been able to do the in-person drag con. Um, this was the 10th drag con and um, it was like three day weekend at the LA Convention Center. We had 50,000 people came. And you know what was so great about it was seeing, wow. it's so multi-generational. You see grandparents and parents, teenagers and kids. It's a real family event and it's so great to, I think that's sort of how the whole idea of doing it began was like, wouldn't it be great to bring the tribe together? You know, the the the, yeah. the people who watch Drag Race, if they could sort of see each other and meet each other. And um, it was just very sort of fest a really lovely festive event. That's great. That's great. What's your favorite thing that was there to buy? Well, you know, I mean, that would be like, you know, I love all the queens and all their merch, so I'm not going to go there. But um, <laughs> we have a we have a World of Wonder booth, and um, we sell a whole bunch of different merchandise. And RuPaul RuPaul has a line of uh, chocolate bars uh, oh, that wow. are actually really good. Yeah. Um, and he's just brought out a line. Of, uh, the, 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 there's a charisma one. There's a uniqueness one. Um, nerve one and a talent one and they're each different flavors and they got like hazelnut and coffee and cinnamon and sea salt my favorite of Rue's chocolate bars is a it's a milk chocolate with a peanut butter filling Ooh. with sea salt that and is so right up my alley good it yeah. is disgustingly good <laughs> I'm into that yeah. I love that. I want to. I want to. I want to do this. I know. I know. I feel like I would love to do. Yeah, this. we should. Do yeah, that. I do. Like chocolate, selling cocktails. Yeah. Like else. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll take some cocktails for you. <laughs> so what's so what's next? What's next, Fenton? Ah, uh, you know. I think uh, just just sticking around, I think, is next. Um, um, what's next? I mean, I've, I've written a book, actually, uh, called oh. Screen Age that will be coming. It's called uh, Screen Age, How TV Shaped Our Reality from Tammy Faye to RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, that's awesome. And it talks about how, you know, you know our lives, are, you know, spent in front of a screen or interacting yeah. with a screen, whether it's on Zoom calls or <laughs> Riverside on doing iPhones. a podcast. <laughs> Yay! Or, on our, or, you know, on our computers or iPhones. And you know what? It's an amazing thing. I mean, it really is a, a magical technology that has completely transformed our lives. Um, and I think it's been especially good for voices excluded or hitherto unseen to to unheard to appear yeah. and yeah. manifest so awesome. yeah yeah it's coming out in the fall in november so i think uh, will you read it <gasps> will i read it oh, well i wrote yeah. it no so, will you I mean, will you I, read I, it to I, people yeah. like will you be the voice oh, will you do an, do an audiobook version yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 you should be bigger than that you should be like you like in a chair like you are now almost like reading it so they can see you I don't know. I feel like you with, have to have some version of you. With dog and lap. Yes, and a dog and lap. in hand. Maybe, yes. There you go. And okay, a captain. And a captain. <laughs> and a captain. Well, I'll be wearing my House of Love underwear. There you there go. You go. Yes. <laughs> I really feel like that would be very lovely. I mean, you have such a lovely voice. And, like, 
you know, you know, when when you're when you're watching your films and stuff, you don't hear your voice. You yeah. just you you hear it as in like yeah. a, you know like how the characters. Also, like people like don't think you know like I mean I think one of the great one of the great things also about this sort of technological revolution is you know when it comes to reading books, you don't have to read them anymore. You can you listen. know put them on Audible and yeah. um, listen to them, and I think that's a great. That's an amazing thing. I think that was my eight-year-old has told me that that's it. That's what she does. She's like, why should I read them? I'm like, because yeah. you need to learn how to read. <laughs> yes, it's like a well, cheat you know, now. Reading, as what well, reading is fundamental, as oh, we say on yes, Drag Race. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is it. This is it. This okay, last okay. One, this Gina. is really hard, by the way. Just in case you wanted to know, right? Yes. All right. So, so Fenton, in this day and age, everybody identifies themselves as, a, you know, some, uh, you know, mythical, you know, magical creature. And you and you might identify yourself or, you know, with a spirit animal, you might identify yourself with a butterfly and you're and because, you know, you're in a chrysalis and you can evolve into something else. If you can identify yourself as one as a as an ingredient, whether it's in cooking or cocktails, what would that ingredient be and why? Oh my god! I wasn't prepared for this question. Um, gee, well, I'm gonna have to go with my favorite thing, uh, Marmite. You know, I know it's divisive. Love it or loathe it. You know, yeah. plenty of people loathe it, but I love Marmite. I could, you know, if I was on a desert island <laughs> and I could only eat one food, it well, it would really? wouldn't be one. It would be toast with butter and marmite you know um and i eat it every day and i grew up with marmite do you know you know what marmite is, yeah, right? yeah yeah i'm surprised yeah. i'm like oh <laughs> i love that that you said that because uh fenton that's gonna make the top of like things that uh, you'll be definitely in your own category because nobody has said that to us in how many episodes are we at now like yeah. 200 and something 220 plus yeah 220 yeah. episodes yeah i love that so yeah. that'll be it. Be like, be like, eat your marmite. <laughs> I love it. On anyway. that note, cheers, Fenton, to all of your success cheers. and all of the things cheers. that you do to change the world to make it a better place. Thank you for spending your time with us. It's been a delight. Thank you so much. Cheers. Cheers. Chin chin. Bottoms up. <laughs> Especially in your underpants. <laughs> the Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a podcast media company that is dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is Roger That, a podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia, led by skilled caregivers Bobby and Mike Carducci. Now, if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy the theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and everything in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Please don't forget to subscribe, download, and review the shows. Your review helps our shows reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.